day and welcome to another great message from Mr. Christian Outreach Church. We pray you'll be inspired and equipped by this teaching. For more information on Noosa Christian Outreach Church, please check out our website at noosacoc.org.au. Enjoy. Sometimes, you know, you've got to look a little bit, little bit left of centre, don't you? Because we can get distracted by what everyone else is doing. And God wants us to get distracted by His goodness, by His greatness. And sometimes you need to tell your soul to get into line. And I love what David says in Psalm 103. He says, he says hey, soul, bless the Lord. He says it like this. So he says, bless the Lord, O my soul. Which means, listen, soul, it's time that you bless the Lord. You might be, you know, you might be dreaming of, of, you know, some new acquisition. You might be dreaming of, you know, getting a new, a new, a new bride or a groom in your life. You might be, you know, might be dreaming about a new house, a new car, some new strides. You know, you might, you might have all these things that you're thinking about, and God's saying to you, it's time to pull your soul into line and demand that it blesses the Lord, because He is worthy. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless. His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgives your iniquities, who heals your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with a loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. How good is God? Hey, soul, bless the Lord. Hey, self, bless the Lord. And sometimes we forget it and we think, we think, and we can't, hey, Lord, bless me. That's my prayer most days. We need to remind ourselves. You know, I've got so many things that I need the Lord to give me. Arabella says, you know, she says, I want a muffin. She said, I need a muffin, she says. <laughs> and we, we, we do the same, don't we? We declare, you know, things that, that uh, we didn't even realise we needed until we saw them in the catalogue catalog as needs to God, don't we? I need this thing. I need something fresh. I need, you know, and God's saying, hey, why don't you listen to the great King David when he said, hey, Saul, why don't you just take a moment, forget about yourself and bless the Lord. Praise the Lord. Adore the Lord. You know, bless the Lord means adore Him. And Lord means, you know, it means give Him everything that you have. It means, it means surrender to Him. It means praise Him. You know, what a, what a privilege it is to give your adoration to the Lord. You know, we're, we, are, we are stewards of our own souls, our own beings, aren't we? we God's given us these, these um, bodies and these, these, these personalities and, and these things to be stewards of. For a, for a period of time, and uh, he, you know, he promises us three score and ten. He promises us um, seventy years. If you're over seventy in the church today, you're on. You're, you've got extended time on good behaviour, and uh, but he's got work to do through you, hasn't he? If you're, you know, he's he's saying, well, and I, sometimes I feel quite clumsy in how I've stewarded my own life. I look back and I go, well, I could have done a few things better back then. And, uh, you know, and I, and I go, man, imagine if I didn't waste the whole of my 20s on myself. And I actually, you know, and, and I go, but hey, God is the great redeemer. 
So no matter when I found God, no matter when I discovered that, that, that I'm a steward of this body, that God is not, is, he's not there for me, I'm here to steward this body and this personality and my talents for him and to bless him. When we get that revelation, then we can take a moment and say, hey, soul, don't worry about that. Let's just bless the Lord. You know, I think, I, um, I think a lot of the work of, of, of spirituality is less about thinking of what we need to do and trying to get over what we've done and just accepting the mystery of Christ. But I think we need to unlearn a lot. A lot you know, we, when we get saved, we, we're in this information age. We, 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 there's so many things that we think that we need to discover. What's the pathway to this? What's the pathway to that? We need to head in this direction and that direction. And sometimes we just need to just take some moments. And just acknowledge the greatness of God. His greatness is that, is that um, magnificent that we cannot even contemplate it. We cannot even, we cannot even uh, understand the beginnings of how big God is. But we want to. And I think it's, it's the desire in our hearts to, to, to know more about God that helps us get to know God as a person. And so you go on this journey thinking that you're getting better information about God, but all of a sudden in the process you get to know God and you do life with God. It says in, it says in Colossians 3.3 3, that, that we are hidden in God. It says when we, we rose with Christ, when Christ, Christ died and rose again and we gave our hearts to him, we rose. It says we are now hidden in God. So sometimes when you discover that you're hidden in God, you realise that uh, everything you've learnt up until that point is, no, is not necessarily the be-all and end-all. So sometimes transformation is, is just as much about unlearning as it is about learning. You know, the, uh, Matt Leake, is, 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 um, after church today, starts the cross-training course, and, uh, you know, which, is, which is, you know, it, it, it endeavours in its first... Its first um, first 10 weeks to unpack what is truth and it's it's interesting that as we seek to learn about god we actually discover god and as we seek to to dig into his word and to prayer and and to these things we find out a few things in our lives that we need to unlearn you know we need to unlearn things like it's you know someone someone does wrong by you and and you have an offense you know, we need to unlearn that that's actually good. That's okay. You know, someone offends you and you're in, it's your right to be offended. But God's saying, that may be the case, but I'm taking you to a next level. You need to unlearn some truths on earth and take on some heavenly truths and walk at another level. But to walk at the next level, you've actually got to unlearn things like unforgiveness. You've got to unlearn things like carrying the baggage of yesterday. Actually, things that you physically need to unlearn, you actually need to let them go. You need to seek next level revelation. And you do that by commanding your soul to take a moment and to bless the Lord. How many times do we ask God to bless us instead of us commanding ourselves to bless the Lord? The hope, my hope in our faith is that we come to the stage where um, we know that we're just all in this thing together. We're simply all just sinners saved by grace. Saved by grace. And that grace is from where? It's from the giver of life. We're all children. First, we're first children because we're God's creation and we're second children because we've adopt, been adopted into his family. 
you know, when you, when you grow up, you know, when you, when you become, when you, when you go through the stages of life, in the early stages of life, when you're, when you're in the discovery and development stage, we define ourselves by differentiating, don't we? We go, oh, yeah, you, you know, what type of music are you into? Oh, yeah, country and western, right? They're the two types of music that God hates, country and western. But, but I like, you know, hip-hop, whatever, yeah, I don't know, what are the new ones? What are the what are new music genres? There's no new ones after 1990, I've heard. That's where I, I drew the line. Notice how we all drew a line musically at some point. I drew it in 1990. I've decided nothing good can come after 1989. See, we, look, we, 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 we decide that we are who we are based on the differentiation and the first people that we differentiate from is our parents. We say, there is no way that I'm going to be like those daggy old people. And, and then about 20 years later, you realise that you are them. <laughs> Jehovah Sneaky. It's interesting, isn't it? And then, and then we, as we move on through independence, you know, and we gain a sense of life, we stop looking for things that we are different and we start looking for things that we have in common. And we come to churches, you know, and our, and our initial entry into church life is we go, oh, we love, the, you know, we love the, 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 the way the guy speaks up the front or the, 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 we love the musicians or we love the cafe. We lo-, you know, it, at the end of the day, it, we, as we mature, we realise what we have in common is Christ. If we've got, if anything else is what draws us together other than Christ, we're going to be arguing for the rest of our lives. But, you know, it says in Acts chapter 2, it says, that it talks about the church, it says they had all things in common. The only way you can have all things in common is if all things are surrendered to Christ. If you make, if you make life about anything other than Christ, you cannot have anything truly in common with people. Because Christ is the only the only person who can unite us, who can truly unite us and teach us how to do life together well. You know, I think in the early days of, um, you know, um, of communities and, you know, back in, back in the good old days, the uh, societies had uh, things called elders in their society. And they don't really exist anymore, I've discovered. And we have elders in this church, which is actually a rarity when I talk to my peers in church life. And uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to have elders. Because, you know, this is my question to you today. Who are the wise people in your life? Where do you go for wisdom? You see, back in the, back in the, in the, the, the good old days, people weren't transient. So they grew up in similar communities for, they grew up in communities for, for long periods of time and over those periods of time they became known and, uh, and, and you know, these days we're, so, we're all over the place so we don't actually know each other for a lifetime, do we? We know aspects of people's lives but we don't know people for a lifetime. Even when you, know, when you were young and you grew up and you married someone, you knew them since you were a child. Whereas now we don't. We bump into someone, you know, we... we, you know, we, we um, we go and watch a beautiful movie together. Kristen and I's first movie, which I've shared, was Armageddon. For some reason, I didn't see the light when the, we watched that movie. And, uh, but uh, There it is. We, 
we jump into we jump into commitment these days quite quickly. But God, he's, you know, I think there's a there's a strength in desiring to be one of the wise people. And I try to read a proverb every day, and I know at the start of Proverbs, you know, it, it, it the first. I mean, the whole book is on wisdom. It's called, you know, the wisdom of the wisdom of Solomon. But you know, it talks of the it, it, it talks especially in the first few chapters about okay, wisdom is it. It says it says these are the proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. A wise man will hear and increase in learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. And I think that, I think that um, we're in a day where we need to begin to re-stir the desire to be wise people. Because I look around at every... The more I get involved in, in our community's leadership, in political leadership, I realise that the elders of our nation are disappearing very quickly. And I think that it's time for the church... You know, for us as the church people to say, I want to be a person of wisdom. And I think, we, you know, we look and we go, oh, that's Old Testament. But, you know, it says if we flip over to First Timothy chapter 3, it talks about elders. It says, he who desires to be an elder desires a good thing. And I think there's a lot of um, desire to lead, to lead these days and to control and to have influence. But you know, when you read the list of things that, that the elders that's required of an elder, they're less about leadership and they're more about being a person of substance. So when, you know, when the Bible says he who desires or those who desire to be an elder desire a good thing, he's talk, it's, talking about, it's talking about us desiring to be a person of substance, to be one of the wise people. I don't know about you, but when we transition into different phases of life, I want to be someone who can give good wisdom. And it's very difficult. You know, the, the reason that the apostles went and started churches, I believe, and, and handed them on to elders is what's significant about an elder is an elder doesn't require anything from the church. The problem that you've got with Jamie and myself and Christian and Kristen and Rach and Jane and all of, and Javiki and all of, we require something from this church. So it's, you know, it's great to have, to have talented people and, and people with energy in life, but we need an eldership to guide us spiritually. You know, we may have the energy and the time and the focus and the, and the skills to enact it, but we need people of wisdom around us in our lives who can guide us, who have no agenda other, other than seeing the Lord glorified, his name lifted up, and people get saved. Otherwise, we can get distracted by what we are, by what we need. And when you know, when in different phases of life, you need different things. When you're, you know, when you're going through the working phase of life, you require things like income. You're, you know, you're you're building things in your life. But as you move on, as you as you gain, you know, stability in life, you need you need those things less, and you begin to see things with more clarity. When you require less from life, when you require less income, when you require less things, when you desire less possessions, when you desire less uh, affirmation from people, then you can give great wisdom. I want to encourage you today, desire wisdom. Desire wisdom. Desire to be one of the wise people in society. 
There's nothing our society needs, I think, outside of Christ, there's nothing our society needs more than the church to rise up and to seek to be the people of wisdom in its communities. The world is crying out for wisdom. They're crying out for someone to lead them and they are following the wrong people. And I think part of it is because we've desired the wrong things. I think he's stirring us up. He's stirring the church up. Desire wisdom. Desire to be an elder. Guess what? It's a good thing. It's a good thing to desire it. You know, as you walk in this auditorium, you read from Jeremiah 6.16. It's planted on the wall there. and says, stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it. And you will find rest for your soul. 